non-apologizers. Not sure I want to give a name to my listeners just yet, but anyways, I'm your host, Nikki, and this is Still Won't Apologize, a place where we can have unfiltered conversations about everyday life. I want to take the time and say thank you for downloading this episode and continuing to listen. Join me every other week as I sit down with guests or myself, uh, discuss different paths that life has taken, maybe share some expertise information, or maybe just have conversations about random stuff. Who really knows? Anyways, I promise you that you will either laugh, cry, or quite possibly give you something to carry with you as you navigate life. As always, here's a reminder that you do not need to apologize for being yourself, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, it's Nikki. Thanks for joining me this week. Um, I wanted to pop on here really quick because I guess you guys really haven't heard from me personally in a very long time. Um, And I think it's time for me to just say, hey, what's up? Um, I'm in the process of kind of creating uh, the season and what I want to do with it, including a new intro. Maybe I'll hop on more often before these episodes so you guys can hear a little bit more from me rather than focusing on a whole episode with me because as if you guys have been listening, I have a very hard time with talking to myself. Um, And also this platform is really just to share the stories of other women. So uh, first and foremost, thank you for your patience over the last couple months. I know my sound hasn't been the greatest due to the fact that living in RV and my setup hasn't been easy. So I recently have been able to fix that. So hopefully it won't be as shitty going forward. Um, And that includes this episode. So unfortunately, my voice is a little bit off, but Jess sounds amazing. Um, And just a little intro to the episode that you're about to listen to. This is my friend Jess Rose Dukes from Austin. She is the Babe AF herself. She has her own podcast um, called the Babe AF Pod. Uh, amongst a, a, an array of other things that she does. So this episode really showcases her true personality as well as mine because all we do with each other is laugh. So enjoy this episode and we'll talk soon. Bye, everyone. Hey, everyone. It's Nikki. Got it. And- <laughs> Sorry. All right, I'll edit that part. <laughs> Maybe I won't even edit this part and I'll just like, just so that everybody can see our relationship and it's full be a little b-roll you know shit okay go ahead sorry guys again wait sorry not sorry why do i do that hey everyone it's vicky (laughs) welcome to still won't apologize today i'm sitting down with the babe af herself jessica rose dukes and there's so many things i could say about you because you and i met completely on a whim and i feel like we became such good friends over the last couple of years and then i up and left you in austin but that's totally fine um, but let it, you, it. <laughs> why don't you take some time to introduce yourself? Yeah. So I'm Jess. Um, it's so interesting to like talk about yourself when you have a podcast as well, because you literally talk to other people. So you don't have to like be on the spot about it, but, um, yeah, I have been in Austin since about 2007, originally from Indiana. Um, if we're talking about what we've done recently um just left the corporate sales world um and so now for the last couple of weeks I've been kind of retraining my brain to figure out what the next steps are whether it be go all in with podcast workshops women empowerment true crime stuff and the other podcast or 
really go back into the corporate world. So that's really where I'm trying to navigate and see kind of what um, is up next. And so it's been an interesting way to retrain my brain and body into the stressors of what sometimes a full-time job in that industry or any industry at all can do for you. Um, but originally from Indiana, I still go home very often, uh, have a brand new niece. My sister's baby girl is about a year old. So I like to get home as much as possible. Um, and been married for about, I don't know what years, 12, 13 years. Um, someone's been cool enough to stay around this long. So I think I'll keep them. Um, we have two dogs. We live in an outside suburb of Austin and I love networking and hanging out with women that do really cool shit. So am I allowed to say shit? Yeah. You say whatever you want. This is an open floor. I have a trucker mouth. Do we not know this? Literally shit fuck flies out of my mouth all day. I know. I always <laughs> like to ask for forgiveness and not permission. So right. that's, that's right. me in a shell of nuts. So cool. Well, thank you for that. So there's so many things I want to like unpack, but let's start with um, corporate leaving corporate because yeah. I think anybody can possibly relate to this. And, and I've talked quite a few times, probably more than I should about me leaving. I'm still corporate, but me leaving like the law firm um, side, the, whether it's in, whether it's your decision or, you know, a decision that's not yours, I think leaving something that you love is always a hard thing to do and there's like that like almost like a grieving process of going through it so like Definitely. you're saying that you're trying to retrain yourself so you probably had a bunch of highs and lows going through these last couple of weeks right yeah um it's been very interesting I'm 42 I've been working since I was I don't know 13 14 years old um in various jobs I've done lots of things playing weddings I was a teacher I worked on a golf course through high school, college, um, most recently left a tech sales job in the real estate world. Um, before that I was in multifamily real estate. So, um, for me, I didn't really think that I was a person of routine, um, uh, but I'm coming to <laughs> understand that it's what makes me feel grounded and well-produced for the day, if you will. Like yesterday, I literally, got my glasses tightened, went into the grocery store to get dinner, got Chris's soda from the gas station and then went to a networking event. That's four things in one day that I'm like, that is very strange. So, um, it is very interesting to navigate. Yes, you are correct in that, uh, week, the week before it happened, I kind of knew. So obviously you get like emails and shit from work that says, Hey, we need to do better. I tripled my uh, quota, if you will, um, leading up to it, like pacing into quota. It's what it's called um, from the previous month and that last month that I was there. And I missed by about $412 where some people think that's a lot in the industry. It's not really. Um, and I knew it was coming. So Friday before I was like, holy shit, I'm about to like get the ax. Like I hate it. I love the company that I work for. Everyone that I interacted with was literally some of the best humans. I still talk to them today. We have a group chat. We're working on planning a meetup. So like, I love them. And it's very interesting because previously in all of my jobs, I've been in an office or in front of people. So very interpersonal interactions all the time, day by day, hour by hour. Um, so I'm really in front of a people person. This was a remote position, fully remote. So 
you really get the opportunity to lean in on people that you build the relationships with. But also I didn't take into account how important they were for like my everyday, I don't want to say function, but asking questions, you know, talking to them, learning about their families. Like we went on multiple trips with the organization. And so really just getting that personal connection over Zoom and remote work is very important. And so I think part of the grief that came after being let go at the beginning of the month and and everyone is like, oh my God, you've only been laid off for like three weeks. I'm like, yes, but I'm a person that always does something. Like my brain is always going. So for the rest, calling this the rest and receive era um, is really tough because I don't slow down. In the past right. years, two of my grandparents have passed away. My sister had a baby. Like health stuff has come and gone. And so I didn't really dive into any of what that felt like either. So the work grief plus grief, grief <laughs> right. um, has been very interesting. And I can really tell like when I'm waking up every day, I'm like, okay, I have things. I literally can do anything that I want right now, but I also feel like I'm in this stage where like, what's the other shoe that's going to drop, right? Like what is going to, fuck up next because right Mm -hmm. now I feel a little bit in limbo I feel like I don't know what to do next or what I want to do next because there's literally so much opportunity and possibility that I could but what I'm really holding steadfast to right now is that I get to choose just as much as the company may choose me I have to choose them too so I'm not in a rush to choose the next job just because the next job is being offered to me. There haven't been any yet, but if you know someone, <laughs> send them over to me. Um, but I'm really trying to be super conscious. Like I mentioned, like I'm in my early forties. Like I don't just want to go and work for a company because the company wants to work for me. I need it to be culture carrier. I need it to be as easy as a decision as choosing my husband to marry and move in with. Then my next job going forward. So that's really what I think this week for me has is figured out because week one was like, I was pissed. I was upset. Week two, I was like, what the fuck? I was in shock. This is week three, almost into week four. And I'm like, okay, you have plenty of talent that someone is eventually going to come along. And luckily for the work I did at my previous position, I can pay two mortgages and bills. And so I'm really good to float for about, you know, another four, four weeks or so. So that feels weird, but the stability, yeah, the stability of, you know, your past compensation to be able to help you this, the soaking, yeah. right? Like that immediate, that immediate like time after you leave something that, like you said, like I loved as much as my job was toxic and wasn't good for me. I loved it. But that week that I left, yeah. there was sulking, right? It's like, oh my God, what, what did I do? Why did I leave this? Cause for yeah. me, I had to shift into a whole new career. Like I wasn't even mm-hmm. doing what I went to school for anymore. And I had like instant regret. Cause I was like, oh my God, I fucked up. Yeah. I... It's like buyer's remorse. It's like when you break up with someone, you're like, just kidding. I didn't mean it. <laughs> right. But yes. And- <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like I've dealt with that for like months, like maybe even to a year into this position before I was like, okay, I do belong here. Like, this is fine. But I couldn't get over the fact that like, I literally walked away from what I would have considered in my early twenties as a dream job for me. And in reality, what I have now is really my dream job. Yeah. It's just, it's just a ma- It's 
funny to me how that kind of shift shifted over the years. And I just had this conversation with somebody else I interviewed where I was always like, got to be a boss ass bitch, got to be at the top of the tier. Everybody needs to know who I am. Now I don't give a fuck. Put me in behind the radar as far as work is concerned. Like, let me just do my work and let me just handle things. And I don't need to be, you know, the spotlight anymore. But like that first year was very tough to like. It's very, it's very interesting. Cause I'm, I mean, you know this, I'm such a like go getter. I'm like, okay, I went to, I'm going to plug my girls for a second. So my girl, Charlie does gal camp every year. It's grown ass lady camp. Mm -hmm. And that happened in week two of said unemployment. So one of the girls was new to camp and she was like, okay, so what do you do? And I was like, well, <laughs> uh, like 17 things. And she's like, what? I was like, I'm unemployed. So I literally can do anything. You need me to paint you a jacket. I can do that. You need me to like do a workshop together. I can get vendors. Like, do you need me to plan a wedding? I mean, photograph, like I can do any of that shit. Like I can design your space. I can design your body. Like, what do you want from me? And she's like, holy shit. I was like, is it too much? Is it, is it maybe too much? I I remember, I remember when you interviewed me on your podcast, I think one of the things I said to you is like, how do you do it? Because there are days here when I have podcasts, I have beatnik stuff. I have work where I'm just like, no, like this is too much for me. And I'm also a creature of routine. Like even living in this new lifestyle, I had like a mental breakdown after like three weeks because I couldn't work out. Like that was the only thing I was focusing on because I needed my workout every morning. And I like went out, bought weights because I was like, I need a routine. I need to get up out of bed. I need to have my coffee. I need to work out. I need to sit at my desk and do my work and then focus on all the other things. If I don't have that workout in the morning, my whole routine is shot. Like my whole day is shot. Yeah. It's just, and I don't know how you do it all. I don't. I don't. (laughs) Let's be frank about that. The ideas are there. The creative opportunity in my brain is there, but the execution of those projects don't always come to fruition as fast as people think they are. That might be the smoke and mirrors of my internet presence. But uh, what I know now is like, okay, for instance, like two weeks ago, well, three months ago, I got a pair of Wranglers from a clothing swap. They don't fit my husband. I had been sitting with them to be like, okay, they fit you. You make a skirt. Okay. So it took me getting unemployed (laughs) to rip those fuckers apart and make a skirt. And I wore it last night. And so one of the girls at the networking event, and mind you, y'all know, like if you walk into a room and the vibe is weird, I'm going to, I'm going to try to manipulate myself to the vibe, right? It wasn't weird, but everyone I talked to was under the age of 30, most actively 18 to 20. It was so strange. It was like a meetup. Like it's called meet Texas is the app. Um, And it's a brand new app. Uh, the gentleman was lovely. Number one, most women empowerment events, I don't expect them to be hosted by men, to be quite mm-hmm. frank with you, but it was. He was lovely. Um, and I asked, I was like, how do I get on the app? Like, how can I help? Like, can I promote an opportunity on your app? Like, can we work together? He's like, yeah, just send me a DM. I'm like, super. It was like speed dating, right? So the <laughs> app takes you through like a minute at a time. But I sat in front of these women and I was like, this is so strange because normally when I go to women events, it's, you know, late 20s, 50, 60, like that's normally where the demographic sits. And so that for me was weird, but I wore the skirt to the event last night and I was like, okay, I freaking 
hand sewn this bitch because I don't, I have three sewing machines, but I never like plug them in or work on them. Uh, it would have been a much faster project. Um, but yeah, I felt really good about it. And then I walked in and I was like, I don't know if anyone here is going to appreciate my Wrangler jean skirt midi links, but I got one compliment. That's really all that I wanted. That's but yeah, so honestly, there's still tons of things to be done. I just got to figure out the way in which I want them to be launched, released and, and happen. So that's really what like Chris gave me the motivation. He was like, you have so many things that you want to do. Now is your time to figure out what that actually looks like and what you want from it. So I'm going to start waking up a little earlier than 9.30 a.m. with no alarm. <laughs> but also enjoy and this time where like you can sleep to 9.30. Like, oh, my God. So much is done before that. And mm -hmm. most recently, I've been up since like 11, 12 p.m. at night, which is very rare for me. I'm normally asleep by like 9 or 10. And so I've just... I need to start waking up with an alarm and kind of really putting myself back in there because if in the next two to three weeks I do get a full-time job again, like that's really going to be the hours that that all needs to be done. So I'm going to try this next week to kind of figure out what that routine looks like. Mm -hmm. So yeah. much, so much. Let's talk about baby yeah. AF because that kind of oh came gosh. out of, yeah, that kind of came up. I know I'm not going to tell your history, but I know your history, but I know it kind of came up at a time where you wanted to like grow and show more of, you know, what you were doing and, and women empowerment. So let's, let's dive into yeah. that. Oh, baby. Yeah. The little passion project that could, it's like on a train running through the middle of America. <laughs> sometimes it goes fast. Sometimes it falls off the rails. Sometimes it's like a steam train. Who knows? Really? Um, no. So Babe AF, um, aka Babe as fuck, <clears throat> is a concept not that I came up with. It's not mine. It was already in the ether of the nets um, when I figured it out. But um, circa 2014 to 2019, I was in the direct sales industry with a company called Unique. If you guys know, you know. Um, and I started a beauty group because I grew up... Um, as a child of the 90s, my parents were born in the late 50s and 60s. And so they were children of the 70s and 80s. And so I grew up with like Boho, Fleetwood Mac, Sticks, REO Speedwagon. That is my sole child in music. And so I really didn't ever wear makeup. Um, my mom barely wears mascara. Like, so for me, the whole get up never happened except for my grandmother, my dad's mother. No matter where she was going, what she was doing, she always wore a bright lipstick, whether it was red or pink, always had it on. So she taught me at a very young age, even though I never wore it until like 20s, 30s, um, how to apply lipstick without looking in the mirror. She said, you are a true lady when you can sit in front of nothing and have it be perfect in your mouth. I was like, I have a big mouth. That's a lot of service area to cover. <laughs> and so she just really kind of was always put together Roman Catholic woman, like straight to the pen, like loved it. Um, very good role model for me. Taught me that you should cross your legs at your ankles and not your knees. And so just very, very lovely woman. Great um, pillar for our family, for sure. And so I wanted to kind of envelop that in a way that was a little bit edgy and 
exciting. And so that's kind of where Bebe F started, um, a beauty group on Facebook. And then uh, my good friend Karina, we went to brunch one day. And after that brunch, I had a logo anchor uh, and an intro episode. And that was November 13th, 2019. And, and honestly, if you know anything about me, dates are important. And so every date that something is launched it's of importance. So November 13th is my grandma's birthday. Um, I've launched things on March 1st, which is the anniversary of my sister's passing. And so everything that's launched has a date attached to it, because for me, that's important. I want to be something of significance. I'm a woman without children. And so I don't really have anything to kind of pass on in regards to that. So the lineage for me is really important. And so now it is kind of developed into an interesting little nugget um Mondays are the unfuckery chronicles where basically I give you about a five minute or less um kick in the ass to get you unstuck from fucking yourself up like in the brain or in your day and so really encouraging that you can pivot at any time it doesn't matter what's happening or what's going on um women to watch you've been featured um is uh women in the austin area central texas area and even like out from there um that are doing really cool shit whether it's an interview um or i just find them on the internet and do research and talk about them and then friday episodes are encouragement basically um to help you boost confidence so that is really the mainstay of my world and podcasting um I did launch a true crime unhappy hour with the new podcast called saloon sleuth uh, in March it has three episodes right now and so I'm really trying to ramp that up basically little episodes in between like women who kill and last meals of death row inmates are the interim episodes but the bread and butter is unhappy hours where basically I sit with my friends on zoom we drink if it's appropriate, if you want to. Uh, we talk about crimes. It's really fun. Ah, the one. true crime, the true crime world. I think that's <laughs> the one thing that's never going to go away. Um, and probably I know. my favorite Unfortunately, topic. People still do heinous acts, and I don't understand it, but I'm intrigued by the psychological opportunity for it. Unfortunately, right? but. My husband makes yeah. me because he's always like, you're always watching something about murder or like rape or whatever. And I was like, but it's the Dude, psychology. SVU is on all the love. time. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Dukes is like, so when we first started dating, you watched so much Law and Order. I thought about changing your ringtone to that. That's how long <laughs> we've been together, guys. Ringtones were still a thing. Back on this Thursday. Wait, what? Thursday, Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Guess see. <laughs> Oh, you just I showed your interview yesterday, and I was like, "She's like, hi, how's your Thursday going?" I was like, "Wait, Jessa, it's Thursday. I'm unemployed. I have no idea what day it is, but I'm thank you. I'm happy I made it on time. <laughs> Probably not the best first impression, oh. but we'll see what happens." <laughs> yeah, that's like, oh god, that's like me with these time zones. I had to reschedule four interviews in the last like month because I can't get my time zone straight. Oh. Not just me personally, yeah. but like in my in the Calendly app. Like last night yeah. when you text me, you're like, can we do this time? And I was like, oh yeah, 10, 15. I'm looking at my calendar. I was like, my meeting ends at 10, 15. And then I went to go reschedule and I was like, wait a minute. Why does this say 11? Why am I trying to? 
And I was going back and forth and I was like, oh, cause when you booked at books in central time, I get notified. And then my calendar changes it to Eastern time. So I fixed it last night. And then this morning, I think I texted you cause I logged into the meeting and I started it. And I was like, I'm going to be a few minutes late. And you're like, yeah, I just got up. And I was like, wait a minute, it's 9.30 her time. <laughs> I was like ready to go at, you know. Dude, time I'm- zones are so hard. I know we're smart as living, but like sometimes I literally would have to like stare at it and be like, okay, I'm here. They're there. Plus one, minus two. Like it's fast I- math, but sometimes it's slow math. <laughs> yeah. So my, my company is international. So like I work very closely with a couple people in Europe and a, a, a bunch of engineers in India. And I actually have a website that I use when I need to schedule meetings so I can see everybody in like a straight line, like what time it is for them. Because I, first of all, I feel bad if it's going to be too late or too early for somebody. And I don't want to, you know, put a, a, a meeting at, like if it's four o'clock my time, it's like 11 or 12 midnight on a Friday. I'm like, I'm not going to do a meeting like that, you know? Yeah. But if I didn't have that thing, yeah. I wouldn't, I don't know how to figure it out. Like it's just too much. Um, yeah, I booked a deal once where a guy was in Europe and he was like, oh yeah, it's like one in the morning. I was like, why are you answering my phone call? He's Some like, of them don't care. I had nothing else to do. I was right. like, I wanted to ask him how many bourbons he had, but he didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not probably appropriate for a recorded line, but I really wonder because he was very chatty. I'd been trying to get him on the line like many many weeks before and never got in touch with him and then all of a sudden he was like hey what's up and I was like this is a very different demeanor than any of the other times we've tried to set an appointment <laughs> oh yeah one o'clock in the morning very awkward yeah very awkward as well but yeah yeah time zones are hard ah uh, so hard I was like I think I I think I did. I think when I interviewed for you, I had the whole week off. So maybe I'm just terrible at times. I think I even logged into the meeting you sent me a week early and then I emailed you and I was like, whoops, sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I was like, nobody's in there unless we have things scheduled. So yeah, it's cool. Oh God. Hope you didn't sit in there too long by yourself. <laughs> I think I probably a good 10 minutes ago. Did I, did I, is it me? Did I mess this up? And then, lo and behold, I did. Um, my attention to detail goes oh, yeah, out the door is- sometimes. This is the thing that I, I drives my drives me crazy about myself sometimes. On paper, I literally explain myself as attention to detail is amazing, right? Because it is. But there are certain yeah. things that come into my daily life where I get so frustrated with myself because here I am priding my type A personality. Everybody knows me as detail oriented. And I just sit there and go, how the fuck did I just do this? How did I... Yeah, like it drives me insane and that was an instance too I'm like how did I miss the whole week I get it I get it something will come up and be like how did I freaking not remember that like what it's like the first it could be as simple as the first thing you do every day but then like there's one day where you're like completely miss the boat on something and you're like I'm like is this what pre-dementia feels like I don't oh I don't understand. And I say that because my grandmother passed away of dementia. And so I have the familial opportunity to say that because I'm sure it's coming my way soon because I forget shit all the time. I'm always like Googling, what are pre-symptoms of dementia? We just took a turn. Sorry. It's fine because, you know, Dr. Google knows everything. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I had a conversation with a very good friend of mine about ADHD because my husband thinks that 
I have it. Like he says that I have. Oh, I'm sure. I, was, I do as well. Sure. So I was asking her because he was like, why don't you talk to your doctor? You know, and you know, I, and I believe certain aspects of it. And so she's a therapist. Um, so I decided to ask her. So I was like, you know, John thinks that I have this. And he was there. So he explained some of the symptoms to her. And one of the things is how forgetful I am, how like scattered I can be sometimes. Or um, like scattered meaning like we're getting ready to leave. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, wait a minute, forgot my water bottle. Got to go back, grab my water bottle. Wait a minute, I forgot yeah. my phone. Got to go back, grab my phone. It's because we always have a list running in our head at any particular time. She explained it from her from her expertise because she's a therapist or psychologist yeah. a school doctor whatever um and she said adhd as we know it in the past like when you actually get diagnosed with it when people explain their symptoms one of the things that they explain it as is it's like you have a circus going on in your brain like all of these things so i explained to her i go i don't necessarily feel like it's a circus she's like all right well there's just a lot of talking or a lot of chaos and I was like a little bit better but like I wouldn't explain it that I if I were to explain it to you is I have like you said it's a list I have all these things that I'm thinking of that I need to do and when something comes in that's not part of that list or changes you know the way that my brain was going to process my day it sets me off and then I'm off like we were talking about the routine um, and so she's like, I don't know if that would necessarily qualify. She's like, obviously without sitting down with you and going through everything, she's like, but could it be that you're just busy? You just moved into, you know, you just uprooted your whole life. You're busy. You have a podcast, you have your small business, you have a marriage, you have dogs, like you're constantly thinking all these things. It's, it's just a matter of getting them under control where you can be organized rather than it being ADHD. <laughs> And I was like, oh, so okay. I'm disorganized in my life and in my brain. Fucking great. <laughs> great. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> great, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she did say like, obviously, I'm, like, like, if you- I'm trying to purge and organize the house right now. Anyway, that's an external reflection of myself. And then you're telling me I have chaos and disorganization in my brain. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I agree. <laughs> I know. And she said, I obviously, and I agree. Yeah. And she said, obviously, like, if you, if you were really concerned about it, you can go get it, you know, you could go do with a therapist and sit down and do all the things. But when she said it to me and I was like, huh, that kind of makes sense because yeah, my brain's going left and right. Like over here, I have all these things. I have like what I'm responsible for as an actual adult. That's my job, taking care of myself, you know, shower, drink water, eat. And then over here, it's like all this fun stuff yes. I want to do that just kind of confettis into the, the responsible side of me and then they join each other and it's just a scrambled I just think of um the character from what is it uh Charlie Brown that just has the dirt cloud behind him like that's my brain dude Pigman we watched <laughs> the great pumpkin oh like, did you yesterday we always do I'm like Aww. my grand that I talked about earlier she loved Snoopy and Woodstock and so mm. we always send little like trinkets home or they send them to me or yeah we always watch great pumpkin i watch all the charlie browns no children like i said (laughs) let's talk about that i'm also no children as you know how's that going do you (laughs) do you was it a decision for you did you choose did it something happen was it kind of up in the air two things into one no i think um 
for me, it's a decision. Uh, for Chris, it's a decision. For a while, I didn't really like, I've never, I mean, I love children. I used to be an educator. Uh, tons of our friends have children. Chris's sister, my sister now, like they have children, love them, appreciate to give them back. Um, for me, it was a decision in the way to where the lifestyle that I have for myself, I don't know that I could, and everyone's like, oh, your heart will open up. Like maybe you'll be maternal, this and the other. For me, I just never really wanted to burn anything out of my body. Um, which obviously a decision for me, but I always made sure to like check in with Chris. Like we'd go out drinking and we would just leave a family function. Like, so He'd be like, still no. I'm like, okay, great. Cause I never wanted to discredit him in a decision that I made solely for myself before I ever met him. Right. And it wasn't like, oh, if I meet the right guy, maybe that'll be it. Like, and I wasn't even seeking out a partner that didn't want children. It was just a conversation like, hey, how do you feel about this? He was like, eh. I'm like, if you're, eh, then that means we could go either direction. If Chris really came to me and said, look, Jess, like, I would love to have a kid. Like, obviously, I would put my feelings aside for a bit to really go through that and see really how I felt about it. But for him being in the similar position that I was, was really helpful because it takes a lot of pressure off of it, even though family still asks mm -hmm. right with my sister newly having a baby about a year ago um my darling mother-in-law was like so now that your sister's had a kid you see how she is also as independent as you are because we were like told our parents long ago like sorry you get grand dogs you may not get grandchildren and they're like that's fine like my mom is one of seven children my dad is one of two so big family versus small family they, they really didn't care um but now seeing my parents as grandparents, I don't feel like I cheated them from that, but I'm so happy that my sister is giving them the opportunity because they are so adorable, attentive. Like it makes my heart feel so happy to know that they get that with my sister um, because they deserve it. Right. Um, they've been, they've gone through the fucking ringer as parents, adults, like probably should have broken up 17 fucking times while they were in a marriage, but never wavered, which I appreciate. But um, yeah, for me, I just feel like I don't necessarily have room in my brain to care for another person when I literally have trouble with myself most days. Um, and I like the freedom to get up and go. Like last night I was like, oh, I have nothing to do. There's an event. Let's go. And I know that Tons of my friends are like, oh, I can't really do anything weeks in advance because I need to find a sitter or whatever. And so um, definitely a choice that still steadfast in. And I mean, at 42, I don't want to even put my body through that, especially because we're heading into menopause. And with my Hashimoto's, like it could really fuck a lot up hormonally. So <laughs> love them. Also thought about adopting a college kid. Who knows? There's always been people in our house, whether it be our friend that just got divorced, our buddy that teaches for Alabama, or my in-laws right now. So <laughs> we have plenty to take care of. My my husband has joked around about adopting somebody, adopting a child like after the baby years. So like somebody that's mm -hmm. cool to hang out and watch football with and just, you know, yeah. Be that person. Can take care of themselves, can go to the bathroom, knows where to throw up, all that good yeah. stuff. All that good stuff. Yeah. 
Same. I think I think the conversation of being childless is getting better. I think my family is kind of caught yeah. on. I mean, for more reasons than not, like they, it was out of my my hands with our situation. But the same thing was between us. Like yeah. I never really expected to get married Sorry. or have kids. Um, yeah, obviously I got married. Somebody decided, as you said, somebody decided they wanted to do this journey of life. Still hang me. out with me. <laughs> yeah, I tell everybody with the busing, like, thank God we like each other because I don't know if this would work out otherwise. Um, but there was yeah. a time. How I feel we- about us both working from home? <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I know we're in opposite sides of the house. We're only 1,500 square feet. Like, there's not a lot of room for us to go. But I'm happy that like mm-hmm. it's still a thing, right? And I always and- told him, I was like, death not force. It literally was in our vows. So you have to fucking shoot me. <laughs> um, if you want me to go away because, and I even told him, I was like, you've ruined me for other people. Not necessarily because you are good at all the things. Cause we all always have things to work on. Right. But mm-hmm. like hearing my friends date now, I'm like, oh shit. Oh God. No. The stories. Like I we hear. met before there was apps. Like we met on a dating website, not mm-hmm. an app. So I'm like, we dated online before it even had apps. So I'm like, I'm so sorry. Do you need someone to date? I have friends. Please learn to meet them that way instead of like judging them on three pictures on an internet app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. Uh... No, I'm sorry that you are going through that because I know a ton of my friends have and it's not easy to navigate. Whether you wanted and got the news that you couldn't or we're still on the fence about it like Mm -hmm. either way it sucks I know and I had this conversation with Heather a while back when I was going through it and it was never I always knew I couldn't because of everything that was going on but when the tape when the when the decision that I had to make for the hysterectomy came into play that's when I kind of had a hard time with it because it again my husband I was very much you know if it happens, it happens. We talked about it. We tried, you know, we went down, we didn't go through the full fertility thing. I thought I wanted to, honestly, I think the thought of kids for me came in more play with being with my husband because I wanted to give him a family, you know, like something about it helped me when I was with him. Never had that in any other part of my life. I'm also, I love kids. Like I am the favorite auntie, which I love that, that chapter right now. Like auntie Nikki is my new, like I would change my name legally if I could. Um, but it's you can. Just, so yeah, I know. Let you change anything you want. I know. Unicorn. <laughs> they don't care. Phoebe from Friends. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it, I think that, I think what for me, what, what the problem was for me, and I, I, I'm coming to terms with this more and more in the last couple of years, is I never actually understood what it was that I was going through, if that makes sense. Like, I was so focused yeah. on not being in pain and not, having to deal with everything instead of going, okay, kids aren't going to happen. Like part of me was like, well, I still have my uterus. We can at least try. And then it was, okay, you don't have it anymore. So, you know, and I think that's what hit me. Honestly, I was, my husband and I have had multiple conversations about it. We were fine either way. It wasn't going to make us break us. Cause there are some people out there like, I want kids. If we can't have kids, like see you later. Bye. Like it's a topic of conversation. We said so young and we had those conversations when we were younger so that when the time came up, when we decided, okay, let's just try and see what happens. It wasn't like a surprise that this person wanted it or this person wanted it. It was more of us like, all right, let's, 
let's give it a try. Yeah, see what happens. You know? See what happens. Um, so it was never really like, he's not upset about it. I'm not upset about it. I think what was upsetting the most about it is that it's the option is gone now. Right. Yeah. Like, like it was taken away from you in a manner that you didn't have a control right. or a choice about. And yeah. I, th- I think that's what bothers me the most about it. I don't think it's the fact that I don't have children. I just think that the choice is gone. Like somebody took it from yeah. me. So I get it is that. what it is. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I've had my grieving. I've had my, my grieving as they call it. I think it was grieving, whatever, but, um, it's yeah. just, that may still come back. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's know. not linear, whether it's the death of a human or mm-hmm. something traumatic taken away from you. Like it's yeah. never linear. Like literally you could be like walking down the street oh, yeah. and be like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's and awful. honestly, I was just, and again, in another interview, <laughs> Um, we were talking about it because I was talking with um, Alexis with uh, her. She has a blog, Beauty Within the Hills. Um, and nice. she she had just suffered two miscarriages and we were talking about it. And I, that was one of the things I said to her. I was like, it didn't really hit me until two days before I had to make the decision. And I was like in a fetal position yeah. crying because I was like, oh, okay. This is, this is what my body wants to do right now. It's about damn time that we're going to face this. So, um, but yeah. I haven't tried since. I haven't cried about it since. So hopefully it stays like that. If you're anything like me, you just stuff it down and then don't talk about it. And then it'll just pop out of your eyeballs one day. And you're like, what the fuck? Yep. That's literally what happened that day. It just is like, because everybody kept telling me, just like you said, is it's going to, you need to process it. You need to understand what you're going through. You need to show emotion. I'm like, I'm fine. Like you guys are making me not fine. I'm fine. And then (laughs) all of a sudden it like came to the first yeah I get that and like it's so strange because I'm in the same capacity as well in a different manner to where like um I was at my I was in Indiana for about three and a half weeks in June July whatever month forget that my grandma my grandpa passed away and so my grandpa was diagnosed with lung cancer muscle thinioma in February and I watched that man not to be very morbid, but deteriorate. Mm -hmm. Um, and the last 12 to 16 hours that he was alive, I sat and with him and I watched very unresponsive, still breathing though, of course. Um, and I've, I've been in situations in my life where I've showed up to a funeral. Like I've gone to funerals, friends, family members, whatever. I've never watched someone pass before. Mm -hmm. It is a very different animal in a circus. Like you mentioned to navigate. And so for me and with my, my dad's mom and and my grandma, she had dementia and like my grandpa, my parents have been the, dare I say, sole caretakers of all three of them. Mm -hmm. My dad's dad passed away when I was nine months old. So, um, to watch my parents, parents die is weird, but to watch the deterioration of the man that literally is a steadfast person in our family was so weird like I sat with him literally by his bedside for I would stay there all day like I climbed in the bed like I'm not weird one I'm the weird one that climbs in the bed and just cuddles like Mm -hmm. that's me um and it's very different to watch so I feel like because I was there for three weeks and watched it it feels different than just unexpectedly showing up for it Mm -hmm. even -hmm. if you know it's coming it's Mm -hmm. always an unexpected opportunity for grief and I don't cry well, if you, if you will. I don't 
cry, not really emotional in that way. Like for me, like you mentioned, you're like, it's not happening now. It happens when I'm by myself. It happened. Like for me, I was, it was like three days before I came back to Indiana and I went to visit my little sister at the cemetery and I sat there and I cried in the middle of a very, very sunny, beautiful day with rainbows and shit. Cause it just rained. And I was like, this is one of the most beautiful days we've had since I've been here. And I'm sitting here on the ground in front of my sister's grave, just weeping and crying and like laying down. I was like, why do I have to be by myself while I do this? Because I feel like sometimes the release doesn't happen until your body is calm enough to let it. Right. Right. So for and you, I think- I'm sure you're like, I'm somewhere else. Like I'm not yeah. doing what people expect me to do in this time, but I had to do it on my own. Right. Right. And I think you, something you just said there kind of like got me thinking too. I think for me is I always view myself as the pillar for everybody and that I can't have these emotions. So everybody comes to me with their emotions and I just absorb, 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 and try to, you know, fix that situation that the idea of me taking time, especially in front of people, right. Cause they can't see me like this is just, it's my, my, my subconscious won't even allow me to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like that door won't unlock unless like I'm allowing it to. It's like your control fuck up. Right, right. Right. And I'm the same way. Like I necessarily am not always the strong one, but I feel like I have to be like, I put myself in that position. Not mm-hmm. that anyone has asked me to do it, but I am there. Right. Like mm-hmm. no one is like, Jessica, I need you to be strong right now. I'm just like, okay, what do you need me to do? Like I go into like, help and planner fixer mode when shit like that's happening. I'm right? also the same. Like, same. So for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to take the car. I'm going to go on a drive. I'm going to visit my sister. I'm going to go get a fountain Coke with marshmallow in it. It's like what you do in Indiana. And like, I am just going to take a couple hours to myself. And that's when it happened. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> now you decide to show up by the children's part of the cemetery just bawling by myself which i don't think would be a weird thing i don't think that's a weird thing that's probably absolutely normal if you think about it yes it'd probably be 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 more more than like at the grocery (laughs) i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna have a cry at least let it be at a cemetery (laughs) yeah oh man yeah 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 Oh man. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's life, man. I think I was, I don't, sometimes I, and sometimes I think it's to my detriment because sometimes I'm like, I need to be more emotional. Like I should be more emotional. And here's the thing. I also think I'm emotional, but what other people's definition of that is, is completely different than I'm like, what I think it is. And I don't know Yeah. how to necessarily change. I have been trying to like feel things instead of like not feeling them like let me feel my feelings same Um, yeah I say that to my husband sometimes I've been expressing them outwardly as well like Chris will be like are you okay I'm like actually feeling really like shitty about myself right now like is anyone gonna hire me am I cool (laughs) am I still okay he's like Jessica shush I'm like no but for real I'm like and like the day before like the Friday before it happened like before I was let go I literally was like sobbing in a bar with a beer (laughs) with a couple of our friends and my husband's like baby you need do you need to go take a walk I'm like no it's fine my sister's like welcome to Friday night in my life like my sister's a manager of a bar (laughs) she's like bitches always cry in a bar on a Friday you are welcome to the status quo my love 
<laughs> also, just to your point of all the weirdest places you cry, probably completely normal. A bar yeah. and a cemetery. But for me, it place. felt so out of character because I'm normally mm-hmm. sober. Mm-hmm. I'm normally waiting to like let my husband have his fun and drive us home. <laughs> so, and I, I was still sober enough to drive home. Like I had one beer and was just like, let's go get on my face. I can't. But like, yeah, I mean, had you been there, you probably looked at me and been like, okay, we're crying now. Super. <laughs> Maybe I cry with you too. I could find something. There's something buried yeah, deep down. Like, I can into the depths of that bullshit and figure <laughs> out where it needs to be. For sure. For sure. I could be there with you. But no, like for me, it feels so foreign because I'm emotional when I get fired up or I'm pissed off. Like that's where my emotions come out in a way to where that's my expression of discomfort or unhinged opportunity is like I cry when I'm stressed out or pissed off I don't cry when I am sad I also don't make myself feel sad either so like you mentioned feel the feelings I've literally been doing that like I've never really rested I've never really taken time to like process really anything to be quite frank with you Mm -hmm. so that's what this is for me like the rest and receive is what my body I know needs to do to be better or on the same track moving forward with whatever might come next right um yeah and, so and it just it's just so I could say I want to say this too because and I, I think hate it. <laughs> I know you're gonna say you hate it and you don't want to deal with it but like this is the way this is the universe putting you in your place so you can deal with it and yeah and I use that expression all the time whenever I get like sick or something bad happens I'm like this is the universe just like humbling me or you know putting me to bed or you know making me do something because we've been so go 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 like this is that for me right now not what I wanted to have happen but here we are and we're gonna learn to navigate no matter what and so yeah Yeah. I'm sitting in it and I as much as I fucking hate it I know it needs to happen so and that's, that's all you can do. Asked. And I think you need to take care. I think it's a good opportunity for you to allow that to happen. And you'll, you're, you're probably going to come out. I know you will. I won't say probably you're probably going to, you yeah. are, excuse me, going to come out 10 times stronger and probably a hundred other ideas that I'm going to need to start following on Instagram again. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you for being uh, on top of this prayer list, my baby. <laughs> well, um, as much as I would hate I hate to end our conversation, but I know we're coming up on the hour. So Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I know. Okay. I know. So, got shit to do. I'm like, yeah. I ain't got shit. I can sit here all day. <laughs> well, I do. No. Um, so before I have you plug where you can be found and whatnot, I have one question for you. What is the one thing that you will not apologize for? Being loud and quirky, I think. Um like I mentioned, I grew up in a pretty large family. You kind of have to find your way in that. Um, and no matter what, like if someone's like, you're loud, I'm like, okay. And <laughs> like, I think women who are dominantly well in a personality, right? Like I have a lot of character. It's um, not for everyone. Whiskey versus fucking tea, you know, like, <laughs> So, or whiskey in your tea, (laughs) that's also it. So, and I feel like a lot of women these days are vocal, but not in manners in which they should be in regards to defense or strength of themselves. I've always been a little bit 
off, a little bit different, a little bit quirky, a little bit weird um, in the capacity to where like, I won't say no to something that I think is going to enrich me, but also kind of learning to navigate what that looks like. So the quirk is always here. It will never go away. Um, and I think a lot more people need to embrace that part of themselves because it's what makes you individually yourself. Um, and what makes you special. So I'm never going to apologize for that. So fucking deal with it. I love it. Away. Love it. <laughs> um, I will always wear a bold lip and don't be fucking scared to do it because <laughs> there's interesting power. in when you wear bright colors, instead of just like black all the time. Okay. Well, that's my life. I wear black all the time because. <laughs> Which that's... I love, like love black <laughs> on black, like monochromatic tonal shit. I love it. But at the same time, I'm like, if you are always doing that, you probably feel very introverted in that moment when you put on a piece of color, whether it be like a new eyeshadow or a lipstick or a fucking scarf or, you know, plaid pants and not on the golf course, if you will. <laughs> we go do that. But um, it brings something new out of your personality. I think not many people are um, wanting to do or dress mm-hmm. when they get dressed. no I love it I just love being weird and scatterbrained and off off the clock if you will so I want to apologize for that love it it. someone has to do it let me do it somebody there you go it's all you um where can everybody find you yes personally my Instagram and social media handle is Jess Rose Dukes like the flower and Dukes of Hazard plural um women empowerment podcast is at the babe af pod saloon sleuths is s-a-l-o-o-n sleuths it's a very fun word to say when you lisp a little bit in your s's um and then that's really it facebook instagram tiktok all the things they're all linked together like a big happy social media family (laughs) and i will also have them in the show notes for everybody to click on so thank you thank you for finally doing this of course we We finally did it um yay (laughs) until next time everybody talk soon bye everyone love you